life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. And blacklists, bounce checks, great at bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of All Things Comedy. What's going on at All Things Comedy this week, Engineer Aaron? Uh, we've got a new show, Pointed Questions with Brent Weinbach. It's, uh, we're doing it a bit like Netflix, where all 10 episodes came out at once. Oh, interesting. So you can binge it. Oh, awesome. I'm okay. sure there's a lot of high energy on that podcast. Uh, yeah. Brett's one of the most laid-back comics I've ever seen in my life, man. I don't think that guy's heart rate gets over 12. Yeah. What else sure. is going on? Anything good? Uh, I got a softball game after this. Well, that doesn't have so anything So if anything weird happens on this podcast, I am wearing a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Tap it. I want to hear it. Tap it. <laughs> kick it. Go ahead. Pussies, kick it. Boner killer. Mm. All right. Thank you guys so much. If, I, if I'm talking funny, I was just telling the guys, I got my braces adjusted this like two days ago, and he, he left spikes of metal out in the yeah. back uh, and it's just cutting the f- and i can't do anything about it until tomorrow monday we're taping this on sunday right and i can't do anything about it tomorrow so i've been i've ran out of wax to cover it up in so i'm just i'm, I'm just every time i say something just think there's another slash in my cheek yeah. that i do for you guys because <laughs> that's how much i love my podcast listeners and by the way thanks uh, welcome aboard new listeners um i don't um i'm not sure where you, if you came from the mental illness happy hour uh, th- come on! Uh, thanks for uh, joining us. And if you came from uh, the podcast festival, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I have close to I don't know, close to two hundred episodes. So feel free to go back and listen to them all. And hundred and forty of them have Gary Brightwell on it. <laughs> I know. I'm the Gary Brightwell is one of the co-hosts who I call in uh, when I need. And thank you again, Gary, for coming. No I really appreciate it, man. No problem. A um, couple of reasons why I like Gary. Uh, a, he'll do it. <laughs> I'm available. And uh, B, A, he, B, he knows almost everybody. And C, he's been almost everywhere. So, and D, he's funny. And I sit back and. Yeah, and E, he doesn't cause any shit. So, <laughs> that's why. 200 episodes. You got to, I, I just got excited because I hit number 14. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get an introduction to Tom <laughs> Tran here. That's T H O M T R A N, Tom Tran. Joins to say, I worked with Wednesday night at the Improv, Irvine Improv. That was a fun show, man. That was a fun show. That room always freaks me out on week a, weekdays because it's it's a 600-seater. Yeah. And I've seen it with 300 people, and it looks like it's empty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But even when it is, it's... So I've never had a like a bad crowd. It's always been fun. People have always. I mean, I've sucked sometimes right. down there, but the audience has always been great. Yeah, every you know, time. Irvine gets a it gets a gets great great crowds, and even you have to. Again, we've talked about this club a lot. You have to get at least two hundred to make it look it's so big. decent. So decent. That's only decent. And the good thing is they don't they don't seat it like every, they make sure everybody sits in front. Yeah, yeah. I know comedy clubs where they'll sit thirteen people in the back row, you know, row sixty seven, mm. and then ten up front. And then you they know. turn on the TVs right uh-huh. in front of them so they can see the stage. Yeah. So uh, they sit everybody up front, and it was good. And this was one of those God examples. God forbid you buy a curtain. Oh, yeah, to you need close to... off <laughs> the back the empty yeah. seats and stop make talking it logic. Feel... <laughs> Why don't every other improv does that? Come I don't. On, I don't Robert understand. Hartman, come on. <laughs> hey, listen. He carefully listens to the show. <laughs> uh, it was one of those examples of uh, 
I walked into the green room and I didn't know I didn't know Gina Brion who was on the show. Is mm-hmm. that right, Brion? Yep, Brion. Yeah. I always want to throw in a Brion Brion. in there. I still don't really know how to pronounce it. And she's one of my best friends. Oh, Brion. really? Yeah, yeah. Super sweet girl. Oh, she's great. Super. And I, I walk in and I'm like, well, I don't know her. I got called last minute to run down to open the show, and, I, and I'm like, I walk in, I'm like, I don't know her. Then Tom comes out. He's like, hey, I think we met before. I'm like, yeah. And back, I'm like, I never met this guy. <laughs> and then Tom goes on stage and I hear jokes. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. He's <laughs> like, I don't recognize you. I'm like, oh. I see you're okay. I've seen, yeah, I know who you are. Yeah, Gina, uh, Gina and I worked together in New York years ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, I moved out here, and then we kind of lost touch. You know, everybody does their own thing. And then she was playing at the Ice House, and I just showed up there one night randomly with uh, my then fiance. And <laughs> the first time my fiance met Gina, I saw her picture, and I went, Oh, it's my girl, Gina. And women never want to hear you say <laughs> somebody else is your girl. And my fiance. Uh, audibly says, who is this bitch? Oh, like, nice. Oh, shit's going to start. Uh, now they're best friends. Oh, good. Aww. And she was actually, Gina was one of the bridesmaids uh, at our wedding. She was one of my wife's bridesmaids. That is a happy story. So story. they're actually oh, well. better friends than we are now. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else doesn't know how to talk to women. I always no. feel like it's myself. I told, and uh, like two months ago, I told the woman at Starbucks that she looked like my friend Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and as I came Ted out, is, Ted as is I, French for uh, Theodora. <laughs> as I came out, I'm like, I'm the biggest asshole. <laughs> like as soon as I came out, <laughs> so I just got my cup of coffee and left. And now I found a new Starbucks <laughs> to go back to. <laughs> now the reason I wanted uh, Tom on, besides being very funny and Gary together, is because Tom is not only a vet. Am I right? I am a uh, army combat vet. Yes, army combat vet. Two tours? Was uh, it, did I hear right? I did a tour in Iraq. One tour in Iraq. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he started the GIs of comedy. Also, is that correct? I did. I started that back in two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. I gauge every. I, I remember thing when I've done things based on who I'd just broken up with at the time. So, <laughs> uh, I think two thousand ten. Yes, uh, end of two thousand ten. I broke up with my longtime girlfriend. Who's that bitch? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who's this bitch? (laughs) Who's that bitch? Uh, And then uh, I was I was drunk for a while. Oh yeah, that's a good up. That's a good breakup. And then oh, I was drunk for a good. I I went back and looked at photos from 2011, and I was like, I got a lot of apologizing to do because I was a piece (laughs) of shit that year. Um, But yeah, we started in 2011. And then we started very small because nobody knew, people still don't know who we are for the most part. Uh, We did a couple shows here in LA. The next year we did a, uh, 2012, we did a a 15 army based tour here in the States. Mm -hmm. And then 2013, we shot a TV special that I'm still trying to sell. Oh. 2014, we did 16 countries. 15, 16, wow, or something like that. Really? Wow. Uh, 2015, we did a couple more. I was actually supposed to get married in 2014, but the tour happened. Who's that bitch? Yeah, who's that? Oh bitch? no, that's one. She's my wife Crap. now. Oh damn, <laughs> damn it! She, she puts up with a lot of shit. Literally. <laughs> uh, so we we went on tour a lot. 2014, 2015, we kind of took a break because I had to get ready to get married, uh-huh. and I got married two months ago. Oh, go! Congratulations! So, I didn't realize you got married. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. We just got married. Uh, we bought a house in February. Got married at the house because I don't have any fucking money left. Oh, I yeah, bought yeah. a house. Yeah. Good luck. And, uh, Good luck never retiring. You and I will be the two oldest guys on this on the stand up scene. I know. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's been good, and uh, we're prepping for another tour coming up in January and. February. I'm working on a, a big tour with the U.S. Air Force. Do a bunch of 
oh, bases awesome. here in the, in the states, and then maybe going overseas again at the mm-hmm. end of the year. I had a blast on the last tour. Uh, uh, the Air Force showed me. I, I got to see the uh, fighter jets on the mm-hmm. last tour I did. I, just coincidentally, and I'm sure I talked about this already. A couple of the guys from the Air Force were in Vegas and saw me and Tom Papa, and they were at the show in Bahrain or Djibouti, and they're like, hey, we got all the, all the jets are ready to go on a mission we can't tell you about. You want to come check them out? I'm like, hell yeah. And then I asked as many questions as I could, and I couldn't get anything out of them. We went to a base one time. I think it was, I want to say Greece. Yeah, I think it was a base in Greece. And everybody on the GIs of Comedy Tour is- uh, Who are they? Names? uh, Myself. No, yeah. Jose Sardui. I don't know. Do you know Jose Gary? Nope. Uh, he just made lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. Oh, he's uh, still in? He's, he's still, still active? In reserve. Oh, he's a reserve lieutenant colonel now. Hmm. He's a flight instructor. Um, Tom Irwin, who's a good friend of mine from no, Buffalo. Uh, PJ Walsh. I know PJ. I know PJ. I did tour um, PJ. Jody Fuller, who's in Alabama, so you guys don't know him. He's a major in the uh, Army Reserve. Uh, Bernari Poulton, who used to write for the Nightly Show, or he worked on the Nightly mm-hmm. Show uh, until that got canceled. He's a master sergeant in the Army Reserve still. Oh, wow. Uh, so I've got three guys who are still in. Uh-huh. Uh, Walter Campbell, a new guy who just retired from the Air Force. Uh, Ralph Figueroa, who was I a, know Ralph from the Ice House. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a 12-year Army vet. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, man. I, the more I tour with him, the more I learn about his career. Cause really? It's like, yeah. It's crazy. He's huh. a great guy. One of the hardest working comics I know. Yeah, yeah. You might uh, not know this, but I'm a, vet, I'm a veteran of the, the KISS Army. Oh, <laughs> Well, the Kiss Army Reserve. Oh, the Kiss Army Reserve. We rock and roll like a night and party one weekend a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a and vet- only I'm- half the day. <laughs> only sleep half the day. I'm a veteran of the mini Kiss Army, the uh, Little People Kiss cover band. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah, they're, they're really awesome. fucking good. I'm glad you got that reference. I love them. <laughs> I mean, I was doing some shitty bar show, and they had a little amp down in, uh, down in San Diego, and I'm like, who, did you get this off mini Kiss? One person knew what I was talking Shut about. Up, really. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, we uh, well, we did this tour. We did the show in Greece, and they took us out on the flight line because they're used to civilian comedians, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, you guys, these guys are gonna love seeing like these bombers." And we all get out there like, you know, we're all combat vets, right? <laughs> like I used to jump out of those, so <laughs> we're not really super impressed. Oh, you totally bummed them out, man. They're like, "Well, what do you want to do? Is there a Starbucks? Because we would love that right now." <laughs> I'm the sucker that they, they get to show all the shit to. Right. There's certain never... things, though, when you go, you go, like I said, uh, anytime you do want to go on a carrier, you always gotta, you always want to go watch flight ops. Sure, yeah. Always want to see the flight operations. But, you know, but when you just go on a base and they go, we're going to show you the dog, you know, demonstration. You're like, man, I've seen that dog demonstration. Right. <laughs> Jeff Capri calls it, I don't want to see the pipes. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, it's, I don't want to see the back of how everything, I just yeah, they want to tell the, the, show, tell, they took us the, the joke. Last time they took us to the medical center was the first tour, and one of the comics was like, it gets better, trust me. Which medical <laughs> center, down in uh, Texas? No, this is in uh, Djibouti, okay. over at Camp Luminaire, right. which was turned out to be great. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting yeah, on no, that. Yeah, no, it's, you know, you know. We have stethoscopes in the States. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool to see how things operate mm-hmm. like in a whole different, you know, when they have to just weirdly set up a like a medical facility yeah. and stuff like that. That's kind of interesting to see how that's done. But um, uh, um, yeah, tents just pop up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Well, the reason I had Gary on because Gary do- has done a bunch of military tours. Yeah. You're heading out next month, aren't you? Yeah. December 1 and 2. I think it's December 1st through the 7th. Just yeah. real quick, we're doing. 
uh, Hawaii and Italy. Oh, nice. I know. I know. Like, I know. That's really, a you're really awesome. suffering for the states. But, it's, but it was only going to be Hawaii. <laughs> that's a great and, routing right yeah, there. Right, that's the whole thing. I don't know how it's even going to work. This I, is what happens. They have a lieutenant somewhere throwing darts at a map. <laughs> yeah. Because our first international tour, we literally went from Greenland, which is fucking north of I've the North there. Pole. Yeah, yeah. And then to El Salvador, Honduras, Jeez. and Curacao. So we literally had to pack for the coldest possible weather. And then the warmest, like our last show was on a beach. Yeah. Yeah. I, Curacao, I, Curacao is just north of, just off the coast of Venezuela. Venezuela yeah. Right? It's a, just an island. I did a, I did the month one where I, where I started. Month. We started in um, uh, Kyrgyzstan and it was, it was in the 30s. And we ended in Djibouti where it was in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Like, so I just packed everything and just started sending things home oh, yeah. as you didn't need them, <laughs> you know? So coats and right. stuff like that because you could, you know, you can mail for free. You went to Djibouti in the winter if it was 90 then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was, there yeah. was 130. Yeah. <laughs> well, we lucked out because uh, Jose, my, my Air Force guy, his mom lives in Miami. And we stopped in Miami the night before we flew to Honduras or wherever. So we had super cold weather, extreme cold weather coats. Right. And, parkas then we flew down to miami went to his mom's house for dinner threw everything in a box mom sent it back to la and then we just grabbed our shorts and flip-flops <laughs> and flew to el salvador that Thule greenland they issue you a jacket mm-hmm. oh really mm-hmm. yeah oh for the week or whatever right. however long yeah. when i went when i went it was uh you had to be there a week but you only did two shows yeah oh all right because it's the only same people you know yeah, there yeah. Were two shows for the same people yeah oh but it was like there was only one flight in on a Thursday mm-hmm. and one flight out on that. Are you allowed off the base to tool around Greenland? To do all? what? <laughs> <There's> nothing. <laughs> it's a know. Christian Slater prison. You <laughs> you can wander around all you want, but you're not going anywhere. That's the whole thing. It was yeah. like... <laughs> I mean, it was beautiful flying in. You saw the glaciers and everything. Yeah. But you get there and you're like, ah. All right, that's cool. Yeah, we're there at night. It was, yeah, it was dark the yep. whole time. For six months a year. Did yep. you get to, oh, right, right. I forgot about it that. Got, so you were maybe there. maybe dusk about 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Really? Bit, yeah. They wow. have this great t-shirt that says, we party till the sun comes up, dot, 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 in September. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there, are they six months full sun and then six months dark? Is that right? Or Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my Greenland listeners, if you could chime in and let us know and email us. I don't have Greenland listeners. My brother-in-law <laughs> is from Norway. He's uh, my sister's husband. Mm-hmm. And when they got married, his family came over. And this is the first time I'd met them. And I was drunk as a skunk. This was before I broke up with the girl who created the Giazza comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gets credit. Okay. And uh, I was talking to, I think, his uncle. And he was telling me about the the time change you know how it's mm-hmm. s- sunny all the time the night all the time and for some reason i said so what happens it so it's like bright until noon all day and then it's nighttime until noon he goes no what is wrong with and he looks at my father and then he looks at my now brother-in-law goes do you want to marry into this family are you sure because <laughs> he seems stupid a little slow and i'm the i'm the slow one of the family <laughs> what's the uh what's the hottest I like that. I like that. Not hottest, but hottest in action uh, you've seen as a stand-up, not as a GI. Um, both of you, actually, kind of a little both. Of you. No, go ahead. Um, my first tour over to Iraq, and like when I became a comedian, like I retired from the army in two thousand five after I got shot, what? and then 
squirt. <laughs> Put on the brakes. Back it up. You got shot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, no. Do you I, mind uh, talking to us about it? No, not at all. all right. um, uh, it's like I, it's my closer. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? Sometimes it is my closer. Really? Depending okay. on, uh, I, I talk about it on stage. I, uh, I got into Iraq. Uh, I deployed to Iraq, uh, OIF-1, as we call it, our Operation Iraqi Freedom, mm-hmm. the first first rotation in 2003. Uh, my fourth day in country, April 3rd, 2003, I was in a gunfight, and I took a 7.62 round to the back of the skull during a gunfight. Uh, long story short, bandaged up my head, finished the mission, finished the tour. I stayed for 12 months, came home. I was in a really bad way because uh, I just got shot, and my roommate got killed right before we redeployed. So... Like most combat vets who come home, you fall into a de- depressive hole. I did a lot of drinking. Uh-huh. Uh, then I was medically retired in 2005. So, um, yeah, at the ripe old age of 26, I retired. Oh. So um, I retired. I went through a period of a lot of drinking and depression and alcoholism, like most comedians do. But this was before I was a comedian. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> get that out of the way. That's and then it. I needed to find something to get me out of that hole. Uh, and I found comedy, and uh-huh. I just fucking got deeper into this hole of depression and alcohol. But it was, it, comedy is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Right. It, uh, it gave me something to smile and laugh about again. Because mm-hmm. when I came home, like, like I said, I'd been shot, my roommate had been killed. I still, whenever I get a phone call from a Fayetteville, North Carolina area code, my heart starts beating faster because the only time I get a call from Fort Bragg, it's not good news. Oh, yeah. Um, Last time I got one, it was a fucking wrong number. So <laughs> that ruined my morning. <laughs> oh, man. But um, I, I needed to find something to, to get me out of this sure. hole of post-combat, and that was stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. I, I loved stand-up comedy growing up. I, you know, I, I, was being, I remember being six years old and watching Delirious. Oh, sure. Because my parents are terrible. <laughs> and uh, that was stand-up comedy for me. It became my therapy that, you know, the doctors at the VA couldn't help, the, the drugs they were pumping into me couldn't mm-hmm. help. And um, that's why I created the GIs of comedy. Like, I, laughter became this thing that, that healed my soul. Right. Because I still wake up every day with the survivor's guilt, the depression, and mm-hmm. the anger. Like, my wife does not speak to me until I've gone to the gym. Like, I go to the gym every morning for two hours, not because I like going to the gym, not because I like working out. That's how... I need to start my day so that whatever demons I wake up with get quieted down a little bit. So I work out hard for two hours so that I can just get to the point where I can deal with people's bullshit Mm -hmm. without just throwing punches. Right, okay. And then by the end of the night, I'm doing stand-up comedy. I'm I'm up on stage making people laugh. So I found this way to kind of control the demons. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the gym this morning? I did. Okay, good. Let's <laughs> get a little tense there, Gary. <laughs> I was there at six this morning because okay, I was going to be here at ten. Um, and now my cup doesn't seem so. Uh, oh yeah, good call on the cup, Aaron. Yeah, exactly. That seems like a good idea. <laughs> but stand-up comedy became my my therapy, so, and when I realized that, I realized it could help other soldiers and other mm-hmm. veterans, and and that's why I created the GIs of comedy because. It's great when when entertainers go overseas to perform, but nobody will relate to these people deployed the way we do. You know, when you yeah. have a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force telling you dick jokes, right. and you have a former combat vet telling you about, you know, telling a funny story about the day he got shot, because yeah. I do, um, it hits a little harder for them, and, it's, and that's what we try to do with the GIs of comedy. So That's great. Um, 
before I'd created the tour, uh, I had this goal of, you know, I, I want to go back overseas and, and keep serving. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> so in 2008, I got to go back uh, to Iraq, and I did a two-week tour over there with a couple of really, couple guys who became really good friends of mine. Uh, and <laughs> the most harrowing story that you mm -hmm. asked, uh, I'll never forget it, it was June 14th, 2008, and I'll remember because June 14th is the Army's birthday. <clears throat> oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And we... Uh, it's also Flag Day and fucking Arbor Day, so nobody ever really remembers. When's the Kiss Army birthday? That's in December. <laughs> <laughs> you would think it would be October with the uh, with the, the, the makeup, right. the Halloween yeah, makeup, and, but and, no, and it's rock it's not. It's like it's December twenty sixth, <laughs> same day as Boxing Day. You see the crazy blank look <laughs> on my face. Fucking deer in the headlights when I ask him. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Go on. That's all right. So we were doing the show. Uh, we did the show in Iraq, uh, June fourteenth, two thousand eight, and we had to black hawk into this fob, this forward operating base, and it was mm -hmm. literally just a gravel pit with some yellow tape. You've seen it. We, yeah. Black Hawk lands and drops us off. We go do the show. We walk in. Black Hawk's a helicopter for those who don't know. Not the hockey team, which happens to be my favorite hockey team. Little known fact, Black Hawks named after an army unit. Anyway. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a porno movie. Or a porno movie. <laughs> uh, so we get into this it's base. Fat. It's empty. Uh, and it turns out the, the unit that's there is out on a mission. They come back. They get out of their, their track vehicles and their, uh, their APCs. And they just take off their helmets, take off their armor, sit down. They literally just got back from a mission. Right, yeah. So it's me and two other comics, and they're civilians. They, they, they're never in the service. And we just tell these jokes. It was great. Great show. Mm -hmm. These dudes literally just come back from a firefight. Like, mm -hmm. they hadn't even done their AAR after-action review briefing. None of that. They just sat down. We told jokes. We were supposed to get picked up at, I want to say, 8 or 9 that mm -hmm. night. The Blackhawks were supposed to come back and pick us up. So let, me, let me, let me... Were they late? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Army. <laughs> Army well, is always, they, everything's late. Yeah. Everything is There's always. a reason they were late. I know, exactly. No, I get we it. We drove but, I mean. back. <laughs> uh, they put us in the Humvees. We drive back to the LZ, and then we hear over the radio, hey, there's some shit going on down the street. Your birds are going to be late. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're like, what's going on? And we hear, you should be getting, your area should be getting strafed right about, and then two cobras fly over us. And start strafing the neighborhood oh, really? down the street Jeez. from the base. And we hear, now. <laughs> We're like, shit, okay. So the captain starts talking to whoever's on the radio, giving the mission intel. And the captain looks at us and goes, all right, if some shit goes down, get behind us. And he looks at me and goes, sergeant, you got a weapon? Nope. He goes, you want one? Yup. Whoa. So he gives me his nine. He goes, this is the only thing I'm going to ask. If the, the shooting starts... You let us shoot first, because I don't want to do the paperwork about why a comedian had to start firing. <laughs> and the other two comics go, do we get weapons? He goes, fuck no, you don't. He's been here. So we sit there, and we wait, and we wait, and we wait. Luckily, nothing, nothing ever happened. It was going, the action was uh -huh. happening down the street. Uh, and then, we, like, about 1.30 in the morning, we hear, all right, your birds are on the way. So they come, pick us up. We start taking off, and we start heading back to uh, Baghdad International. And then all of a sudden... We see this flash, and then the birds bank hard. Yeah. And uh, one of the other comedians, Chris, goes, the fuck was that? And I was like, I'll tell you when we land, because you don't want to know right now. <laughs> yeah. So we get back, and he goes, what was that flash? I was like, that was an RPG. He goes, a what? I was like, 
rocket propel grenade, man. They they just try to kill us. He goes, don't they know we're comedians? I'm like, there's not a fucking smiley face on the side of the Blackhawk. It just says U.S. Army. Yeah, so that was, uh, oh, I'll never forget hairy. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <clears throat> uh Wow, so they can give you a gun even if you're not serving? They're not supposed to. Oh, okay. They're really, really not supposed to. I used to go squirrel hunting when I was a kid. Okay. Yeah, hand me a twenty two. <laughs> well they they wound up taking us out to uh they went took us to see the guys at Tenth Special Forces Group who were over uh in Baghdad. We had to do a show for them. Uh-huh. And they took us out on the range and they all gave us a weapons, you know. <laughs> and they focused on the other two comics because they were like, you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, just, totally. And then the one comic, Jerry Wayne Longmire, I don't know if you ever worked with him out of Texas. He huh. goes, oh, I've never never shot a weapon before. I'm like, you're from fucking Texas. <laughs> How have you never <laughs> shot a gun before? Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm an Asian dude from Buffalo, New York. I was like, I will fire everything here. I was like, you're from fucking Texas. Were you born in Buffalo? No, I was born in Vietnam. That's right. Suck it, Trump. Yep. Born in Vietnam, came to the United States uh, in 1980. And then uh, my father was a POW in Vietnam mm-hmm. in uh, 75 to 78. Oh, escaped. Wow. Oh, escaped? Wow. Yeah, escaped. Uh, took my family to Thailand. I think he knocked up my mom the night he escaped. He must have. I've <laughs> done the math. Sure. And then I was born. And then uh, we went from Thailand to fucking Buffalo. Because, you know, Buffalo, yeah. Vietnam, temperature. Yeah. Almost <laughs> exactly the same. Getting getting you ready for those tours. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, you, I don't like following vets on a tour in the military because right. i had to like, follow james p Connolly. oh james he's awesome yeah or pj walsh or even steve Maison, who closed because he was a navy guy closes on this just and you're like oh, fuck i don't know what rsl stands yeah, for yeah, and exactly. he just did 10 minutes on rsls <laughs> <laughs> well it's the thing about the gis like we like i said we hit our jokes hit harder when we're on a base mm-hmm. but what we can do i mean we do shows at the laugh factory once a month and if we can make our army or military theme jokes relatable to a fucking room of Hollywood people, yeah, like that's that's where our our secret is. Like mm-hmm. we we can I like to say a fart joke is a fart joke whether you're in Afghanistan or if you're in an office in mm-hmm. Santa Monica. Like we can bring that relatability to whatever room we're in. But if we know we're gonna be on an army base, I will, you know, I can say LMTV and PMCS without having to explain it. Right. If I'm in Hollywood there I'm not going yeah <laughs> I'm not going to do that joke or if I do I find a different way of explaining it where you know an audience full of civilians is going to get that joke what is yeah. an LMC to you uh, an R- LMTV RPS. is a uh, LMTV is a light light oh. mm, well it looks like you somebody, might have it's been a while been in the, uh, it's basically a two somebody has to explain it to somebody it's right? a big two-ton truck or five-ton oh, okay. truck it's a um, it, it replaced the the deuce and a half and the, the five tons. Uh, PMCS is just preventative maintenance check and service. It's making sure your fucking truck has oil and right. shit like that. You guys have the truck. deuce in uh, Kiss Army. Yeah, it's a song. Deuce you take a deuce, kiss, or mm-hmm. you take a deuce, <laughs> which is pretty much what I think a kiss. <laughs> Let the hate to, comments we begin. Go, we don't have to go in on that. I'm recording rock solid podcast after this. Later, we'll go in on that. But I think don't you do now. I was in and out of your set the other night. Do you talk about your uh, roommate being shot and killed on stage? I do. Um, uh, Not to give away your jokes. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, what you're talking you. about is uh, I, I I bring up the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and what the charity does is, like, I actually wanted to start a foundation uh, after I got a little bit of money. Uh-huh. And uh, I wanted to do something 
on top of the GIs of comedy. I wanted to create a foundation uh, to help send the children of special operations personnel killed mm-hmm. uh, to college. I wanted to okay. do college money. Turns out there's a charity that does that, oh. uh, and it's called the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my roommate and friend, uh, Charles Bush, he was killed on December 19th, 2003 by an improvised explosive device. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a couple of kids, and you know now they're college age. So we found this charity, or they found us one way or another, and whenever we sell our T-shirts, half the proceeds of the T-shirts go to the foundation and the other half go to buy more T-shirts so we can keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And we've been able to raise, I think, between us and people who've donated our name, I think, almost $20,000 in oh, the last nice. couple of years. Now, That's where cool. can my listeners go and get one of those T-shirts? Because um, I know I have active listeners and, and vets and parents of active listeners. <clears throat> uh, the GIs, GIsofcomedy.com is uh, the team's website. My website is just tomtran.com, T-H-O-M-T-R-A-N.com. And you can buy the t-shirts through the website and come see us live. And uh, yeah, half the proceeds go to the foundation. Actually, we're doing a show at the Laugh Factory November 8th, and we're having two children uh, or two college-age children mm-hmm. of former Special Forces soldiers who were killed, uh, uh, who go to school here in Southern California, they're going to come up on stage. We're going to present the foundation with another check. That's going to be the third one I give to the foundation this year. Oh, Christ, I'm crying already. So, I know. Oh, Jesus. We're going we're gonna to have them come out, and uh, I, I got a little something for Jamie Masada over the last Oh, that's he's, nice. He's always been a really big supporter of ours. Yeah, good, um, good, good. It's about time an owner of a club gets a, gets a positive Yeah, he, I mean, uh, yeah, positive talk, comment, I should say. Yeah. yeah. He's been he's been great to me, mm-hmm. um, and he's been great to the team. He's a big supporter of, of veterans. Awesome. And, um, we're gonna give him a little something. We're gonna have these two college students come up, and we're gonna give them a check for the foundation. And huh. it's you know, uh, I was a non-commissioned officer when I retired as a staff sergeant. Non-com. Non-com. <laughs> and uh, you know. <laughs> One Sorry. of my jobs was to take Do you care of soldiers. you want to lay down or something? No, no he's just getting more and more comfortable. <laughs> it's my, my show. I can There's start. a fucking couch right there, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. You can sit on that. Just bring the mic stand with you. Just uh, It's a laid-back show, man. What it is. But yeah, Sorry, it's, go on. Uh, You're a non-com. It's a great... We, my job was to take care of soldiers, and I can't do it, you know, jumping out of planes anymore or kicking right. down doors, so I, I do it with a microphone. And, oh, cool. And uh, we give money to this great foundation that means a lot to me. That's such a great cause, man. That's so awesome. Uh, yeah. Hey, have you ever, you ever run into any hot, any action when you were? Was mm, it you? Yeah. Well, my first tour. I don't know if I've told this on this on this. By the way, Gary not, is not a veteran. I am not. No, but, but I don't he does know a if lot I of told tour. this on this tour. But the very first uh, tour we did in Iraq was. By uh, the way, that's not Darth Vader as our guest. Back Somebody in, over here is vaping. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> back in, I think it was '03. Uh, the very first Thanksgiving mm-hmm. uh, in Iraq. Uh, Rich Davis, the the guy who runs Comics on Duty, sent he went with us, but there was five of us. Five, wow. Yeah, it was like me, uh, Danny Viapondo, Kevin Jordan, Scott Henry, Robert Hawkins. Okay, and uh, three of those guys. Yeah, so we were there in first day in Fallujah, uh, and. We were getting ready to get on some Blackhawks to go to another base. And uh, like I said, that's the way I kind of made that joke. Because like, the Army or anything military is that, that's constantly the hurry up and wait. You know, mm-hmm. get there. You guys got to, you know, this is going to happen. And then you, you stand by yeah, to stand yeah, by. Stand yeah. by, stand by. And so that's what we were doing. So we were standing there with a bunch of other soldiers that, who were also getting sent other places. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, all right, you guys are on this next one like this. And. 
you know, and then all of a sudden the guy would somebody higher in charge will come over and <laughs> gesture and like, all right, they're, they're going to take these guys. Then it's you. Then mm-hmm. and it had this happened like like mm-hmm. for almost three hours. Right. So finally they were like, this one's yours. And we all grabbed our stuff. We walked out. And then sure enough, they were like, no, 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 we'll take these guys. Turns out the ones that we were supposed to be on, uh, there was a, a RPG and they avoided, but they hit. Oh, yeah. they, the one, one, one helicopter went to avoid it, and it bumped and hit the other, and both helicopters crashed, and everybody perished. Oh, jeez. So, so we were on the very next ones, and we literally went up about 25 feet and then came back down. They go, we've had an incident, everybody off. So, Oh, boy. And that was the thing. I was that, yeah, everyone was like, oh, my God, did that freak you out? I was like, you know what? It didn't. What freaked me out was, or just what what made me think was like, oh my God, there's 14 to 16 families whose yeah. lives have just now just been tipped upside down. Right. You know, just, oh, it was, so, was that, so it was that. That was like the closest thing. Yeah. But I, there was another one. I mean, we were, uh, on that, you know, just out in the field in the back of a flatbed truck and everybody's seated and we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, <laughs> Half the audience stands up and leaves, and right. we're like, "What's what's going on?" And they're it's like, like "Oh, they have to go do a thing." Joke you do, but they have to do that. They have to. There's something going down. It's like, "Well, I'm." Standing, you just walk the audience I'm, with that last one, and, and I'm standing on the back of a flatbed truck. You know, it's like, "Who's who's a bigger target?" <laughs> but I will say this, and I've said this a million times: uh, of all my trips over in in like you know in Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff like that. At no point have I ever felt unsafe. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable. I felt unsafe in, in a club in Milwaukee once. Yeah, exactly. But I, I literally have never felt yeah. unsafe. I felt on, uncomfortable. We, we had to, like, later. drive. You know, they put us in the back back of, you mm-hmm. know, some Humvees and stuff. And I go, yeah, this is, like, a weird hot zone. So just everybody, you know, from one base to another. It wasn't, it was more than, it wasn't more than six miles right but it, mm-hmm. they were like Ugh, you know, yeah and i got in like that through yeah. the sunni triangle usually yeah. Oh, yeah yeah but uh what is the sunni triangle it's uh it's an area up near baghdad where the sunnis basically control okay the area it's uh they used to call it rpg alley oh nice <laughs> yeah i was like another, how they got that like, so we go to another base and they would like they you know this is where you're staying uh you know the, the bathrooms you know are probably about 100 yards that way. Uh-huh. If in the middle of the night, you have to go to the bathroom, uh, you know, Don't. just just be careful. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we advise it not, but, <laughs> right. you know. So now, all of a sudden, now you're an eight-year-old going, I can't drink water before 8 o'clock because I'm going to go, I don't want to have to go to the bathroom in the middle Some of the night. Some army-issued pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, <up there>. exactly. <laughs> Listen, if you got to piss yourself, it's okay. We're, yeah. We're all yeah. And then I've been in other bases that you hear like a, something in the distance you go what was that like yeah. this and they were like they go that's thursday like they always hit on thursday it's like what they... <laughs> it becomes it uh, that it's like was like a weird routine or yeah it's yeah. one of the things I, I try to caution my soldiers while we were over there you know don't get complacent don't yeah. get used to this shit because yeah. complacency equals death like right. if, you're, if you're not paying attention and if you're not you know you just become used to it then you're not paying attention mm. and attention to details what'll keep you alive it's a lot like stand-up yeah. it is don't get complacent. pay attention to that audience. And yeah. Pay attention. Don't get complacent. Uh, that was the worst segue I've ever uh, attempted in my life. I apologize for that. I just, uh, just demonized the whole show. Okay. So did you ever, This is. I don't know if this is a question you get asked a lot or not, but did, all right, first of all, did you ever go back to where you served to perform? 
Um, let's see, when was the last time I was down to Fort Bragg? Uh, I did a, actually I was doing a room, uh, comedy zone. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, Fayetteville, uh, off Yatkin Road down in Fort Bragg. Oh, I so, know. Um, that one? Fayetteville, it was North Carolina. North Carolina. It was, uh, it was actually just a sports bar. And I remember being worried about it because it was, uh, one of those like high ceilings. It was not a good comedy spot. Right. High ceiling sure. sports bar, shit ton of TVs, drunk soldiers. It was one of the best shows. Oh, awesome. Because uh, they found out that I was stationed at Fort Bragg, and they're like, oh, let's see how this motherfucker dude Yeah, does. yeah. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. It was, um, but I haven't performed on Fort Bragg. I know the Air Force has us doing this tour in January and February. Pope Air Force Base is down mm-hmm. there. Um, so hopefully I can persuade the people at Pope Air Force Base to, to bring us there, and then I'll you know, be down. Call the entertainment director over there, or? Uh, Air Force Entertainment deals with that. Sure, there, of course. There are higher ups, and I we basically just go wherever they tell us. I uh-huh. mean, we can recommend it. Like I asked our fans last week, I'm like, just what Air Force bases are you near? What ones do you want us to come perform to? So I'm gonna get a list together. I'm gonna give it to the Air Force, and oh, awesome! Because it's uh, it's all based on training schedules and real world situations. Sure. Like comics fall real low on that list of important shit that needs yeah, to oh, happen. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. That's just at the comedy which club, is, yeah, right. <laughs> which is weird for the Air Force. You know, it's. The fucking Air Force. Yeah. Uh, and I say that because I was in the Army and I can talk shit about that. <laughs> but no, the Air Force has been great to us. And if we can get back to Pope Air Force Base in Fort Bragg, I'd love to. But uh-huh. wherever we go, you know, it's always really appreciated. The soldiers love yeah, yeah. that. Oh, there. absolutely. But you know, like I said, a lot of times when you do the domestic bases, like they're like, hey, we have a comedy show like this. And, they, and you get there and like, and it's like a really light yeah, turnout. And they go, oh, yeah, it's graduation tonight. Yeah. Or, you know, there's somebody, right. something's hap- something else and is it's happening harder, on base. And, it's harder when you're at the bases near the big cities because nobody wants to stay on the no. base. Especially they're the all week. Yeah, they work there all week. Yeah, they don't want to stay week, there. You don't want to be there. Yeah, they want to come night. back. Yeah, yeah, or they yeah. live off base and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, as soon yeah, as yeah, I'm, I'm not, done, I leave. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's their work area. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I, I must have. Last, last time you did Shibuya, I mean, I bet Shibuya has changed. Yeah, I'm sure it was. It was just tents and. Yeah, they have full on barracks now. And Yeah, it was. What are those? They're like cargo. Freights connexes that, that they live in now. Yeah, connexes. They Connex? converted a connex connexes into like apartment kind of. What's situation. a connex? They're like it's a just shipping those, crate. Yeah, yeah shipping but like crates. on the back of a train. You see yeah. on the back of a yeah. train. Yeah, yeah, they convert those into living quarters and yeah. two people live in there. Um, when I when I deployed, I you know I was over in Kuwait before we crossed the border <clears throat> in Camp Arifjan, which is where the staging area, the main mm-hmm. staging area, was. It was all tents. I mean, it was just tents and. Um, big hangars that they were literally putting three or four hundred soldiers in and we yeah. were living in tents in this hangar uh and that was 2002 end of 2002 into 2003 uh and it was literally it was just all tents uh-huh. when i went back in 2008 to go on that tour Air john was the first place we were there it was a full-up city it was a full-up base yeah, yeah. hard buildings uh head i remember i remember going to a briefing uh, at the headquarters at Camp Arifjan, we actually had to drive to a different base, mm-hmm. um, Camp Doha. Uh, it was uh, up the road a couple clicks. By the time I got back to Camp Arifjan, they had like headquarters was full on right there, just big four story buildings. Right. Just looked like an army base with a lot of sand on yeah. it. <laughs> Fucking blurry. Yeah, the first time I went to Iraq, they were. I was like, "Yeah, where are the where are the bathrooms?" And I go porta potties outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, that's not gonna work for me." <laughs> and the guy looked at me, and goes, "That's the only thing here, man." Yeah, yeah. the lines <laughs> everywhere. Those party, porta potties, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I like that's it. why you wait for the truck, the shit truck, to come mm-hmm. by. That's way. Yeah, 
Oh, after I cleaned it out? Because they've cleaned it and new blue <laughs> juice in the, in the yeah. thing. Fucking, that's like the ice cream truck. Oh. It's like, <laughs> they, should have a, they should have a, you know, jingle. Yeah. You're like, hey, the shit truck's here. Play right. Pop Goes the Weasel as it drives <laughs> <Yeah>. by. <laughs> the shit truck's here. New blue juice, baby. Uh. <laughs> so now that you're out and about and a full-time comedian, where do you tour on uh, Clubwise? Um, Tom. I'm a Laugh Factory guy. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, like I said, has been really good to me. Uh, I do a lot of Laugh Factory stuff here. Um, I used to do the improv a lot, but then I went on the road. I won't, Actually, when we went out with the GIs in mm-hmm. 2014 and 2015, I was gone so long. The lab had become a bar. They oh, closed the down improv. the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember coming back after a tour, and uh, one of the managers was like, somebody told me you were dead. I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, you did some army thing. I was like, I went on tour for the army. <laughs> I didn't die. I've just been on the road for four months. I had some bad shows. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I ate shit a couple times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I haven't. I you know how the the whole corporate structure of the levity and all that sure, has yeah. kind of taken over. So I haven't done a lot of uh, improv stuff. I mean, other than you know when Gina's in town, I open yeah. up for. Her. Uh, so I'm a Laugh Factory guy. I do like the clubs here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a great agent who gets me one or two nighter corporates sure, every yeah, month. Yeah. But uh, I got a great gig here in LA working for CBS. And it's like uh, I'm married right. now. I have this awesome four hour job on the radio. It's <laughs> you're literally the, you're the morning traffic guy, right? Uh, midday, 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 midday traffic, midday traffic guy, which is great. I mean, I I love being a middle comic the way I love being the middle middle guy on the radio like right. <laughs> I don't have to warm these people up they didn't come to see me right. so I can either do great or eat a bag of shit nobody cares like I'm the fucking middle <laughs> I'm getting paid either way I'm either having fun or I'm sucking a bag of dicks and right. you know what it doesn't matter yeah so I it's a it's a union it's an after gig oh really it's a sag after gig oh wow uh four hours in the middle of the day I'm there at 10 I'm home by 2 30 nice then I'm writing jokes I'm producing a couple TV shows I'm actually going to New York this week to do a doing a segment for National Geographic so oh cool I've got this great little setup where I do comedy here when I want to or when I can and mm-hmm. then I go on the road and because you got to go on the road to make money yeah you absolutely can't do it here so I do a couple corporate gigs every month uh, or once or twice a year we do these big army tours where mm-hmm. we're gone for a month or two at a time and it's not killer money right. it's not great money but it's you know it's doing this thing that i love for these people that i love and yeah. these people that i want to keep supporting and then cbs is great about it they're yeah, like sure. deuces we'll see you in fucking six weeks right. and then you're gonna do a lot of vets on the road here in town here in the states um yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, they're surprisingly a lot of veterans in hollywood because everybody has this misguided belief that hollywood is this very liberal non-veteran friendly town i mean it's just I hear it from my fans who are not here. They're like, yeah, California's a commie state. You can't have guns. Right. First of all, it's troubling how easy it was for me to get a gun. Right. And I have lots of guns. Yeah. Like when I bought my first uh, nine mil here in California, because I brought mine from New York, mm-hmm. it was disturbingly easy how easy it was for me to get a gun. Sure. So this whole idea that California is a gun unfriendly state, no, you can't have high capacity magazines. But as a combat vet, I can tell you, no one should have fucking high-capacity <laughs> right, magazines right. No unless you're in fucking war. Yeah, like, if yeah. you're a hunter, if it takes you 30 rounds to kill a deer, maybe maybe don't shoot the deer. Yeah. Like, um, you're a bad shot. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? But it's this, uh, this idea that Hollywood is this non-military-friendly community. Yeah. There are tons of comics who are 
Corps veterans. Oh, absolutely. Drew Carey, Rob Riggle, mm-hmm. Paul Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the, you know, all the GIs I've met out here from my GIs at Comedy mm-hmm. Tour, they're, they're all veterans. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole group that I work with called Veterans in Film and Television, which is exactly that. Guys who left the military, guys and girls who left the military, they're writers, directors, actors, producers, uh, you know, grips, lighting people, mm-hmm. comedians, whatever. And we get together and it's our little support group here because it's not a giant community, but it's pretty big. I mean, yeah. there's three or 400 people that go to these meetings. That's a pretty big meeting. And, uh, you know, once a month we get together over at Molly Malone's because a bunch of us are musicians uh-huh. and uh, we just go over there, jam and drink and we invite people to come hang out. Like I'm the 80s rock fucking dude so every month it's bon jovi or def leppard and or he's Journey. wearing a guns and roses t-shirt by the way or guns right and roses uh an so, original appetite of destruction and it's uh you know it's a it's a good group of people it, the the thing i miss about the military is the brotherhood and you, know, yeah. you hear that from most vets it's the camaraderie it's you know i was a leader of soldiers and i i, I like taking care of soldiers and i like being around soldiers so when i first came to la when i was living down in redondo beach mm-hmm. um I met a group of guys, a couple SEALs, a couple SF guys. We all worked in the industry together. And uh, I I did a bunch of acting work mm-hmm. because I got to work with my friends. It's these guys that literally, you know, been in situations with me. Um, and I made a ton of money. Right. And it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to start working with real actors. I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And then... I got, you know, I focused back on comedy again, and then I started, I found this VFT group, and mm-hmm. it's been, you know, it's, it, there are a lot of people out here who, and who even aren't veterans mm-hmm. who want to support and want to mm-hmm. help, so uh, it's, a, it's a great community out here, despite what people outside of L.A. think. You right. know? It's like any place that you only hear stories about sure, and of not been to, you hear that, you know, Hollywood's this way. It's not. Yeah, I know. You know. I hear. I hear. Oh, let's please. I get letters from my preacher dad's friends telling me I've gone Hollywood. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna burn in hell. Hollywood That's is a story actually, for another time. Hollywood uh, <laughs> is actually a, a derogatory term uh-huh. in the military. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's we, kind of. We do uh, like when you when you as a paratrooper you uh-huh. do two kind of jumps. You do combat jumps, which is full equipment rifle. And then you do a Hollywood jump, which is just a fucking parachute. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That's yeah. funny. Um, yeah. What? All right. So I have to go to ask Gary about this. Um, we're going to another tough, tough kind of gig. Uh, Gary's been doing the, uh, the country club gigs. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say church gigs. <laughs> oh, have you ever done a church? Oh, are you pretty clean? You're pretty clean, right? No, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I can be okay. if I have to. Well, you be. have to be in the. Well, all right. Well, can we get a a ruling on this when you do military gigs and I've done them do you have to be clean or not because okay. I'm told Sometimes. by one person he, you have to be clean then I'm told by the CO you know what dirty it up these here's guys the need. thing the military their corporate structure quote unquote uh-huh. is just like any corporate environment you have middle management and leadership mm-hmm. who are like these are the rules this is what needs to happen but when you get down to the soldiers they're fucking soldiers. Yeah. They're, they kill people for a living. Yeah. They can hear the word fuck. Right. <laughs> Problem is, those soldiers aren't the ones hiring us. Right. So it's the middle management. It's the, the captains and the majors and the people who are booking. So whenever, I, and this is a general rule, anytime, not even just the GIs, but anytime anyone does a military tour, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is I go to leadership. I go to the commander of the base, the highest ranking person there, and I go, 
what are your marching orders? What can I and can I not say? Right. Now, there are general things that you can't talk about or they really prefer you not to talk sure. about. Like crazy drug use, like right. uh, uh, sexual assault that, I mean, obviously things that things that uh, any comic just generally aren't. <laughs> yeah, any comic I respect away. doesn't talk about, right. except the drug use. Um, but, and they really frown on making people uncomfortable. Like if you, like I tell jokes, like, yeah. like I'll tell sexual jokes, but if you are directing it at one person in the audience, sure. you're making them feel uncomfortable. That's what they don't want. Yeah. I've now I've been to shows where they're like, look, don't, don't be dirty. Keep uh-huh. it PG 13. And then I'll get there. And then the chaplain will say, look, just fucking do whatever. The chaplain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I've I mean, had that. I've done that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Inter, you know, go to do the show, and there, you know, the commanding officers there with the chaplain. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. this is gonna make this. All of a sudden, <laughs> commanding <laughs> officer goes, "Chappy, beard." The chaplain goes, two, please." Yeah, and you go, oh, this is gonna be easy. Oh, but again, <laughs> it's the if one person complains yeah. up to right. the the leadership, the the middle management, they're the people who are hiring us. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, it's easier for everybody if you can just. Be clean and make the Joes laugh. Sure. But like I said, I go to the leadership, the commander, right off the bat. That's smart. Sir, what do you what do you want? You tell me what you want. Because, you know, if a private says, Hey, sir, I didn't like that, and the commander goes, Well, fuck you. <laughs> I told him it was okay. Yeah. You know, if that private bitches, if the private bitches to a captain and the captain bitches to a colonel, the colonel will go, fuck you sideways. Right, right. Because yeah. I told him it was okay. Yeah. But it's just you it's a base to base thing. You know, we we try to keep it PG, PG-13. Sure, of course. I mean, we've shown up to shows. We went, We did a show in White Sands, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Middle of fucking nowhere. Like, you go, you fly into Las Cruces, and then you drive 60 miles. And this guy served in Iraq, yeah. by the way, and just called New Mexico the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we, we got there, and there's a six-foot sign with our photo on it mm-hmm. that said, family-friendly. Oh, and there were kids under the age of eight running around on the stage during the set. Yep. And you, you have to roll with it. Right. Uh, when we do, you know, if we're at a fob in the middle of fucking nowhere, you know, our, our last show in Europe was for a Patriot missile battery, 25 kilometers north of the Syrian border, mm-hmm. right before the shit started popping off in Syria. And they were like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. What you're right, yeah, just, yeah. You know, whatever. But the night before, we were at an Air Force base. We were at Intralik, where there were 300 couples, husbands and wives, in this big gala ballroom with fucking lights and uh, and big projectors. And they were like, yeah, keep it PG, PG-13. Mm-hmm. And you got to roll with it. You sure, do, of course. And any good comic can do that. I, so... When it comes to church shows, I can do them. Mm-hmm. I will sweat as if I'm going to hell because <laughs> I'd rather not because, you know, sometimes a fuck slips out or oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I did a super clean show out in Ontario and I said, I think I said fart box as opposed to ass. <laughs> right. And I got a talking to about it. Really? Yeah. It was 99.9% clean. And sure. instead of saying ass, I said fart box. And, uh, Producer's like, yeah, it was a great show. They loved you. Just that fart box thing. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> By the way, I'm calling an ass a fart box for the rest of my life. That's yeah. the best uh, description I've heard of an ass in my life. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I will liberally drop 
goddamn. Mm. Like I'm saying the. Sure. I heard turd furnace the other day. Turd. I thought that was great. I was like, that's a nice term. But, uh. You know, my fi- one of my favorite things in the army was uh, whenever someone said to shut your mouth. I had this sergeant in first class and go, shut your man pleaser. Like, nice. Nice. Nice, sergeant. That's I was hilarious. on a tour where they sent a guy home. Oh, really? Because yeah, he was dirt? No, it was, it, this, this kind of goes with what you're talking about, you know, to people who are, who are hiring, you know, and all that kind oh, yeah. of, this young kid had, had never been on a tour Watch before. the tapping on the table, I'm hearing a lot of Go that, guys. Uh, this kid had never been on a tour before. Uh-huh. Uh, nice guy, but I don't think he was ready sure. for one of these. Anyways, but like, he did a joke about road rage. He said, I wish there was a pill I could take, you know, it's like, you know, I go to the doctor and he would give you medications, like, take take two of these and call me in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he says, but I'm afraid that somebody would, I would mishear, I, w- I would, wouldn't understand what he said and say, take two of these and kill a Mormon. Right. That was the joke. Okay. Mm-hmm. Turns out there was a major in the audience who was Mormon. <laughs> and he said the comedians were advocating killing Mormons. Uh, and he sent an email and it went up the chain right. all the way back to Washington to the head of the USO, and this poor kid was on a plane. Oh wow! A That's day so... later, <laughs> and me and Troy Thirdgill had to tuck up his time because <laughs> they didn't go and replace him. So they didn't replace him. They just said, "You guys just do." It's like so now we're each of us are doing, doing forty-five, <laughs> you know, in an get, hour. Here's a question: Did you get his no, pay? No, no he didn't get not. his pay. <laughs> well, you know what happened with uh, Mitch Fatel? No, over in. Mitch. I've been trying to get that guy on here forever. Um, this was a big deal with Armed Forces Entertainment where Mitch did a joke over in England, and there's this is well documented. Yeah. He did a joke, and there was a period, and there's still a period, where s- the sexual harassment uh, and, and, and sexual assault is a big problem sure. in the military. I saw signs all over the bases yes. and stuff. I've, Korea? I've Everywhere. Oh, really? Huge. I mean, uh, during this period, a two-star oh. general at Fort Bragg from the 82nd was being court-martialed. Wow. For an inappropriate relationship uh-huh. with a captain. So Mitch, I know this story, by the way. You're yeah, about to tell me. Mitch told a joke over in England, and somebody's wife was offended. Mm-hmm. So that wife tells her husband, who happened to be like a colonel, mm-hmm. That she was offended, and this colonel goes online and writes this big thing about how he failed his soldiers because this comedian wasn't funny. At the same time, this colonel went and got an autograph from Mitch afterwards. Oh. And uh, because of that instance, everybody got scrubbed. Like The, the entire, whole tour? Everybody on the roster that oh. they had, everyone, every artist. Wow. Every, and everyone had to resubmit super, super clean stuff. Oh, wow. And the, by the time we got to that base, like, the audience came and they were like, yeah, after that whole thing happened, the comics haven't been that funny. Oh. They're like, uh, like yeah. they set up a room for 200 people and 14 showed up. Yeah. Because they are like, the next group was kind of neutered. They couldn't yeah. really do, and they told me who was on that, the second tour, the, the one that came after. All killers. Yeah. All monster comics. Right. And they are like... Yeah, it just wasn't, it hasn't been as good since Mitch. And we're like, and that's what happens. Somebody, some middle management person mm-hmm. got their butt hurt. Sure. And that screwed everybody. Yeah. And it, we've had to slowly build up this, this goodwill, uh, at least with the GIs, where we're like, look, we 
I have a lieutenant colonel on my tour. Trust me, we know what right, the line right. is. We've lived that line. So I've had to, over the last couple of years, slowly build up this goodwill and say, look, if the commander says, go ahead and curse up a storm, or look, why don't we keep it PG? We can do it. Sure, of course. You know, and that's... It just takes one. It's like an know. accident on the 405. just takes one asshole and screw it up for everyone. <laughs> I don't know what this says about Mitch Fattel, but I was thinking of a different story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I found it, because I found it confusing, because when you go to these bases, you go and you meet the colonels, mm-hmm. and then you meet the middle management, and then you meet, you know, the guys running the everyday thing. And the first time, it was like the colonel was like, um, all right, guys, let's let's keep it clean. And then the next guy down, you know, an hour later on the tour was like, hey, you guys do whatever you want yeah. and then the next guy was like well let's keep it clean and then you yeah. get there like i ah, do whatever you want yeah so i was just like juggling yeah <laughs> was... which so i thank god i was with i think i was a conley or somebody's like yeah. let's listen to what the top guy said yeah yeah i remember just one of the last ones and i did in marsh one of the domestic bases was like some guy starts heckling and it was a colonel oh really yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he stood on his chair and said so i was like oh, stood on god. his chair yeah they were they was going back and forth <laughs> so when he stood on his chair and i was like oh my yeah, god yeah when all else fails just go so, with the, what the highest ranking yeah. guy said yeah. like we did we did a show we were supposed to do a show in new jersey mm-hmm. but uh hurricane sandy had literally just yeah. happened and the base we were doing at got fucking wiped out right so we were on a plane in colorado Still not knowing if we were going to New Jersey. And as we get on the plane, I get an email. Oh, hey, you're going to Pennsylvania. I'm like, "Ah, well, this is difficult because we're getting on a plane in Colorado to fly to New Jersey. So we fly to Jersey. No power. The airline is like basically running on generators. And we had to drive down to uh, Carlisle Army Barracks, which is in Pennsylvania. And, And Carlisle Barracks, what that is, it's the Army War College. So basically colonels go to learn to be generals okay and so it's a high-ranking people sure and all the bases we've done before they said actually the last uh the new mexico show had just happened mm-hmm. with the children right so we're like all right well now it's just a bunch of fucking 06s and 07s like colonels and generals just gotta be clean gotta yeah. be clean we gotta be so we, we get the within two minutes i hear can i get a fucking f-bomb like from a colonel i'm like <laughs> All right, well, you started it. That can of worms is open now. Oh, cool. That's awesome. it was also the base. They had found out that day that we were going to be there, the same day we found out because of the hurricane thing. And we go down, and we're setting up. I'm setting up the microphone, and it was like basically in a bar that was a converted attic above this. Because Carlisle Army Barracks is a very historic part of Pennsylvania. Civil War Mm -hmm. happened. Right. And it was basically a a bar in an attic. I'm setting up this microphone and I I see this old guy just giving me the stink eye, just staring me down for 20 minutes while I'm sound checking. So I finally go over there. I'm like, hey, sir, do we do we know each other? You look kind of familiar. And he goes, I should, Sergeant Tran. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, and I realized who it was. I'm like, hey, Colonel Owens, how are you? He goes, you want to try General Owens? I'm like, oh, shit, you're a general now. Wow. I'm like, so what do you do? He goes, I run AFRICOM. Oh, all of Africa. Oh, okay. really? Ooh. Yeah, Africa Command. I'm like, sure, sure. Oh, shit, are you still mad at that thing that allegedly happened while we were in Iraq? And then the guy next to him, another two-star, goes, oh, this is the Tran you talk about? I'm like, you fucking talk about me? He goes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're on the list of shit you don't do in combat. I'm like, you're still mad. You're still Whoa. mad at the thing that's allegedly Well, what happened? happened? <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed to say? 
Jesus. Allegedly. <laughs> right, this I could have could not have happened. Allegedly, I may have been in command of some troops that may or may not have stole a flag from a general from another unit. Oh. That got really pissed off that his flag disappeared and then maybe wound up somewhere it shouldn't have been. <laughs> All right, but that's so many trans. In so the, many, yeah. I mean, trans like Smith. Yeah, yeah trans like Smith. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally, <laughs> while we were in Iraq, there was another, I ran into another Staff Sergeant Tran as we were walking by each other and we looked at each other's uniforms. I'm like, did you take my uniform? <laughs> Turns, and he's one of my best friends now. His, uh, his name is We Tran. He mm -hmm. lives in Colorado Springs. Turns out he's a Mormon. <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd come back from Iraq and went down to Kuwait to do a supply run, and I hadn't shaved. Mm -hmm. I got a no-name tag on. My hair is fucking long. I'm outside having a cigarette, and this Mormon chaplain comes up to me, and he looks, he like does a double take, and goes, "Hey, Sergeant Tran, you know we don't we don't smoke, right?" And I'm like, "Who the fuck are you?" I'm I'm like, "I don't I don't know if you don't smoke, but I smoke." Right. He goes, "And you don't." When was the last time you shaved? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> a couple of months ago? And then the other Sergeant Tran walks by and he goes, oh, there's a different Sergeant Tran. I'm like, yeah, fool. There's more than one of us. <laughs> Might as well be Sergeant Jackson. There's right. like nine of them walking around. <laughs> there was a, uh, we've got to wrap this up. Uh, there was a, somebody got booted off a, a recent tour. A girl got, I don't want to say her name because she's a friend of the show. She got booted off a tour for being really dirty. But she's a dirty comic. She was booked and has done a ton of them. Right. And she got, she got, I think she got sent home. Mm. And you know, I think you're the one who told me. Nothing else. Really? Are you sure? But see, that's the problem when, when they know a comic is dirty for mm -hmm. that. I mean, that they shouldn't be on. Yeah. The, I mean, I did a, there's a club up in Pennsylvania that I won't mention that was super clean. And I went and I did a show. Is it JR's? Fuck that guy. Okay, go on. <laughs> I did a, I did, I did a set, and uh, instead of saying shit, I said poopy or something, uh -huh. and then I alluded to a blowjob. Didn't even say blowjob. I like uh -huh. skirted around it, and he walked out of the room, and I never got booked there again. Huh. But the next week, Roz was there. Oh right. And you know how dirty she yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm like, what? I don't understand the hypocrisy behind huh. that. I'm not famous. I can't say poop or right. you know allude to a blowjob it's right. it's weird i mean i, I hate it when p comics who are known for that get mm -hmm. booked and then someone gets pissed off yeah uh, it's yeah, because it's somebody else didn't do their job probably what happened was some lieutenant or some captain signed off on this tour and said yeah these people are great without actually watching it you know uh -huh. they took the word of whoever was at whatever agency booked it right and they're like yeah that's fine didn't do their job didn't do their research signed off on it when they showed up that person was dirty, pissed somebody off, and somebody had to do paperwork. Right, yeah. That's probably yeah. what happened. I don't know. I, don't just, know. I just found it weird. It was one of my first tours with that like that company. I was about to head out, and then I'm pretty sure you sent me the emails like, hey, just so you know, so-and-so got sent home because oh. she was blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, guys, thank you so much for showing cool. up on a Sunday morning. Yeah, man. man. I am, fun. Uh, thanks for bringing in energy. I'm a little tired, and plus I'm relax with my feet up on the table. That's not probably really bringing my energy. So, <laughs> so where can we find you guys before we wrap up out of here? I'm doing, like that. I'm doing... Uh, oh, you're going to be in Hawaii and Italy. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing uh, a couple sh ships in... I, we fly to Hawaii and then they're going to fly us out to a carrier. Oh, awesome. Hawaii. And then I think uh, the same thing... Uh, in Italy? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. That's what I. Med, that's so. what I bum. I'm bummed out because I did do a night on a carrier, but we were supposed to helicopter off to other ships, mm-hmm. but they all got called out to action. Oh, yeah. We couldn't do that. That's the yeah. one thing I missed out on doing. So that's yeah, so that's December. All right, part of December. So look for Gary Two through six, and then what's going on with you, Tom? When's Tram? this go up tonight? Oh, okay. Uh, I will actually. I'll be in New York City. I'm going to be at Stand Up New York on Thursday mm-hmm. night. That's a good uh, club. I love that. Seventy Eighth Street. Yep, West Seventy Eighth Street. Uh, Friday, I'm shooting a segment for National Geographic Explorer, which is going to come out sometime in November. Okay, uh, and then uh, the GIs comedy going to be on the road. Coming up in 2017, so TomTran.com or GIs of Comedy. Awesome. All the tour dates are up there. Guys, thanks so much for coming uh, on a Sunday morning. I really appreciate it. I'm really tired having no excuse to be really tired. I did nothing last night. <laughs> I don't work last night. I don't. I went to bed at like 9.30. Dude, I went to bed at 8.45 last night. <laughs> yeah, well, you get up at 5 and go to the gym for yeah, two hours. Yeah. I got to start doing that. Instead, I get up at 6.30, and then I force myself to go back to bed <laughs> until my kid wakes up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not tired. Well, I'm just going back to bed anyway. Uh, at Murray V on Twitter, you can catch Road Stories t-shirts. I got a new batch in a Road Stories t-shirt, so hop on those. You can get those at my website or at estoymerchandising.com. And... I was going to do a t-shirt giveaway, but uh, I'm going to do that next week because I don't have time to come up with an idea (laughs) (laughs) how to to give it away right now (laughs) because I forgot I was going to do that. So I have actually, uh, go direct to my website. Uh, You know what? I have a a donation button on my website. Um, And if you want a Road Stories t-shirt, donate. They're usually 25. Donate 15 bucks. And I'll send you out a, a, a T-shirt. Oh, um, also, if you know my nice. Special Operations Warrior Foundation. If, oh, yeah. Uh, if anybody ever w- wants to help them, specialops.org, you can donate. And uh, it's a four-star rated military charity for the last five years in a row, I believe. And and uh, if you if you look them up on uh, Charity Navigator, they're amazing. Uh, they've sent, I think there are 300 children of special operators who have been killed on duty that they are helping send to college. So, uh specialops.org. Check it out. You don't get anything if you get my shirt. Now I feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything. You're, you're still pocketing the $7. $7.50. That always sucks about working with... I just had lunch with a comic, Bobby Collins. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys know I love Bobby. Bobby. And it's hard to sell merch when you open for him because all his merch goes to a special needs camp mm-hmm. that his daughter goes to. And, and the people just flock and you're mm-hmm. just like sitting there with your CD. Uh, I'm going to buy a coffee maybe. So <laughs> Comics, hate, comics hate when I bring merch. I, a, I know, totally. You're probably the same person. Bill. Yeah. a dentist bill. I'm trying to pay <laughs> off. Orthodontist. All right, you guys. Guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. Aaron, thanks for coming in on a Sunday. Appreciate thanks, it, buddy. And um, uh, he Tap just got married cup. also, Aaron. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, so That's why he's wearing go. a cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Hey, check out these comics when they come to your town. They're very funny. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's Zeus, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns. These fights, cancel flights, running with the runs. Blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette. Drunks in the front making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.